Welcome to the Wake Up Your Warrior podcast with me, Christine Cohen. Every week, we will share conversations with humans whose lives have been transformed by the power of movement on their mental health, break down the latest neuroscience, and hopefully inspire you to wake up your inner warrior to fight for the best versions of you every single day. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, Warrior, welcome to the first episode of my podcast, Wake Up Your Warrior. I'll get into it in a hot second, why I call you guys warriors, why we are all warriors. But first, I wanted to share a story that inspired me, or I should say, I feel encaptures the reason why I do this, why I do what I do. And that story, you're just right off the bat. You're just going to get to know me really well. We always just dive right in, right? We're people that don't like small talk. We feel like, oh, the surface layer talk is like nails on a chalkboard. And we just want to dive right into the deep stuff. So, of course, I'm going to bring up my favorite story from one of my favorite TV shows. If you remember back in the day, The West Wing probably aired for the first time like 1998-99 by Aaron Sorkin, phenomenal show. It is on HBO Max if you feel like binging it. But in that show, in one episode, uh, one of the characters who himself is a recovered alcoholic and recovered narcotics abuser, shares with his colleague and friend who is struggling with PTSD this story. A guy is walking along a path and he falls into a ditch. And the ditch is so high that he cannot get out. He cannot climb out. He cannot get himself out. A little while later, a doctor walks by and the guy shouts up, Hey, doc, I'm down in this hole. Can you please help me out? I'm stuck down here. So the doctor looks at him, writes him a prescription, throws it in the hole and continues on his way. So the guy's like, great, cool. Still down here. A short while after that, a priest walks by And the guy shouts up, Father, please, can you help me? I am stuck down here in this hole. And the priest says a prayer over him and continues on walking. And our guy is still stuck in the hole. A little while after that, one of the guy's friends walks by. And our guy shouts up, Hey, John, it's me. Can you help me? I'm stuck down in this hole. Can you help me out? And the friend jumps in the hole with him. Our guy looks at him and says, what are you, nuts? Are you crazy? Now we're both stuck down here. And the friend turns to him and says, yeah, but I've been down here before and I know the way out. I love that story for so many reasons. I personally have not struggled with addiction or substance abuse, but I have struggled with depression. I have struggled with anxiety and I have struggled with binge eating. And all three of those were what kept me down in my deep, dark hole. They were my deep, dark hole. And I was stuck down there for a very long time, for years. A lot of my 20s was spent in that hole with me desperately trying to get out at some time, desperately doing anything to feel better. Um, But a lot of it was also spent just at the bottom of that hole, pretty much huddled in a fetal position, (laughs) just trying to cope trying to make it through. I have 
recovered from all three. I say I recovered from all three. I don't struggle or experience depression anywhere near what I had in the past. What I do experience now, I think, is maybe some low moods that are related to my menstrual cycle, sometimes when I'm under immense stress, and I am nowhere near the symptoms that I was struggling with when I was at my worst. Anxiety is managed very well. I have developed tools that I use on a regular basis that are just now a part of my life. And I really can't say that I struggle with anxiety. Like I'll get into detail about what it was like for me in the past. And binge eating is something I just don't do anymore. It is something I've overcome. I have worked through. I have done the work for all of these to confidently say that I have overcome them. I have recovered. Because I have shared this and my story, I feel moved and on purpose to jump in the hole with others and to show them at least a way out, guide them into what may be showing them, like if if we go to the hole example, right? Like guiding them to see the handholds in the walls or guiding them to see where to place their foot or guiding them in the terrain of recovery because I have been down there before and I know the way out. I do this through a few different ways and one of the newest ways is through this podcast. At least that is my goal. My intention with this podcast is to help connect you with others, not just myself, who have used exercise, movement, other natural methods to recover their own struggle and to have them share their stories with you, to have those bits of hope, those ideas, those inspirations, those bits of knowledge brought into your life through real life stories. A big part of my recovery was hearing the possibility through other people's stories, through other people's experiences, and receiving hope from that, receiving hope that I can maybe get out of this. The biggest paradigm shift for me in my recovery, because forever, one, I believed that depression was only caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain that you were pretty much genetically destined for and that you couldn't do anything about it and that you would need to be on medication for the rest of your life. That was my very naive and uh, basic understanding, which I think the majority of that information I received from antidepressant commercials like on TV. Same thing with anxiety, Um, just something that was debilitating, something that you could not do anything about, that it was going to hit you, like it was just going to attack you and you just had to deal with it. The binge eating was something that I didn't even know was happening until I was pretty deep into it. I just saw myself all of a sudden abandoning any health care, nutrition, fitness habit that I had in the past, which came quite easy to me in the past. And all of a sudden, I just didn't want to do any of it. All I wanted to do was come home, just binge eat. I would fantasize about what I would eat. I would go to the store. I would get a bunch of stuff. I would sit in front of the TV and just totally numb out, just totally disconnect from 
my body, from whatever I was going through. Sometimes I didn't even know why I was doing it, but I just felt this urge that felt extremely uncomfortable. Very similar to anxiety in how it presented in my body, which I now understand the science behind why that's the case. And I would just sit and eat and watch TV and numb out and disconnect from life and everything else for as long as possible. And then I would suddenly uh, either fall asleep, (laughs) I would just pass out, or I would just snap out of it. And all of a sudden, you know, the feeling of the binge starts to overcome you, the physical feels of it, the emotional feels of it. It's really uncomfortable. It feels like you are wearing layers and layers of just water on top of your body. You feel so bloated. Your stomach is distended. I would get stomach cramps. It would totally like throw off my digestion. Um, I would get this weird bruising feel on my skin. Like I had a big bruise all over the place if I would just like touch it, uh, which now I understand is the water retention that I would get from consuming so many calories and so many carbohydrates, mostly sugar. (laughs) And it emotionally feels just like the worst shame and guilt, um, undeserving of anyone's love, undeserving of any joy, undeserving of anything good because you did this to yourself, fills you. All three for me were kind of all intertangled, entangled. Interestingly enough, each of these I started to experience the same exact year that I became a registered dietitian and started working for the first time in my first real job as a dietitian, nutritionist, and personal trainer in my dream job at the time. Now looking back, understand why I was experiencing all of these symptoms, where they came from, what the root causes of them were, and I will continue to share some of that enlightened perspective with you throughout the life of this podcast. But I want to share with you my pivoting point, the pivoting point where I realized I can do something to help myself. I am not powerless. I am not a victim. I am not helpless, even though my mind might tell me that I am. And that pivotal point was this. Um, You know how depression has waves? Like we go through ups, we go through downs. I wouldn't say they're ups, but I would say they're less you can function a little bit easier. On a really hard day, depression for me looked like not being able to get out of bed, not being able to wash, you know, like wash my hair, take a shower, to really care for myself. I would just sit in front of the TV and just totally numb out. If I had to be awake, I didn't want to know I was awake. I wanted to distract myself completely. Otherwise, I would just be sleeping. It was constant exhaustion. No matter how much sleep I got, I could never feel rested. It was the constant feeling of never being enough. It wasn't even sadness for me, it was indifference. It was the feeling of not caring about anything, um, but then at the same time, hating yourself for not caring. Feeling so guilty and ashamed for not caring, which is just a fabulous cycle. Depression for me felt like I was gray, like I had no color in my emotion, in my expression, um, anything other than the bare minimum amount of energy felt painful, felt, felt 
painfully exhausting and draining. And even though I wanted to help myself, a lot of times I just didn't. I just didn't. I just didn't do it or I actually wanted to just do what was easier, which was just be and disconnect. And anything else would expend more energy that probably wouldn't even make a difference. So why even bother? That was another big thought of mine, constant mindset. When I realized that I was not helpless, that I actually could do something about how I felt, it changed everything for me. And that point was this. So one of those lighter days, I somehow got myself to a hot yoga class and I did that class. It was a 90 minute Bikram. And if you've ever taken a hot yoga class, you know, you are sweating from like the literal second you walk into that room. Like the room itself is sweating <laughs> before you even walk in. And um, so the class was 90 minutes. It's definitely your heart rate gets up. You are breathing heavy. You, your mind is so focused on just the movements and the balance and the breathing. And I call it now, I got out of my head and got into my body. And for some reason on this particular day, I'd never made this connection before, but I walked out of that yoga class. I went into my car and I started crying because for the first time in a really long time, I felt hopeful. I felt even more than hopeful. I felt like I saw a glimpse of my old self, like the Christine that once was. The happy Christine, the Christine that was, that cared about life, that was excited about things, that had passions, that had dreams, that had desires, that wanted to do good things, that wanted to feel good. Like I glimpsed her and I can just get, I can cry right now thinking about it. Just the fact that I thought she was gone forever and then she reappeared after this class after this movement class was astounding to me. And before that, I had never ever felt or at least consciously made that connection that moving my body could tap me into this other version of myself, that the darkness could lift a little bit. I could feel a little bit lighter. Before that, movement was very much indoctrinated into me through like social culture and diet culture. I mean, I went to school to be a registered dietitian to learn how to be healthy, learn how to help people lose weight. And fitness and movement and exercise for me were just that. They were just about a means to looking a certain way. They were just about calorie burning. They were just about getting fit, looking a certain way, weighing a certain number, and even um, when it started to become something negative, like punishing, using fitness to punish myself for the amount of calories that I ate for the binge earlier that day or the day before, uh, it was a punishment because I hated how I looked. And so if I wanted to look different, like I had to go do this. And it always came from this negative place. And I didn't even realize it back then. But all of a sudden, something new opened up in that moment after that hot yoga class as I was sitting in my car and I realized movement is way more than I have ever realized. If I can harness this, if I can have this connection, if I can impact how I feel, even for a little bit, even for like a 1% difference, it's worth it. And so the next day I woke up and I felt, what do you think? 
I felt like shit again. (laughs) I felt, of course, I woke up and I felt depressed and I was like, where did that feeling go? Where did it disappear to? I didn't realize at that time that the uh, lasting impact of one movement session, you know, after struggling with depression for that long and not having built up all of the compounding impact uh, effects neurochemically and um, neuropsychologically, it would fade after a little while. And so I was like, "Uh, how can I get more of that? How can I do this again? To be quite honest, it wasn't such a, you know, once I realized this, had this epiphany that I made these changes and my life was great, it was actually quite a battle even from that point. And I think that's where the word warrior came from. Wake up your warrior. Wake up your warrior, the version of you who fights for yourself every single day, who fights for the bigger vision, right? Fights for the hope, fights for the desire to feel better fights for this bigger reason than just this moment where you feel like crap. Because even though these moments, they feel like they last for a really long time, they sometimes feel like they last, they will last forever, they don't. And so that warrior is that part of you that's going to go to battle and fight to get the true versions of you back, to unlock them, to untap them. Warriors know that the journey is not going to be easy that it's going to be filled with obstacles and other ditches and they're going to have to fight battles and some of those battles they might win and some of those they might lose, but ultimately they are fighting for something bigger than that one moment. They also know that as they continue to persevere, they get stronger, they adapt, they become wiser, they learn more about themselves and they want to continue to take a step forward. They are dedicated. They are committed. So this idea of us being a warrior, mental health warrior, depression warrior, anxiety warrior, is a way for us to remember that this is inside of us already. It's there. We just need to wake it up. And so how do we go about waking her up or him up or them up? How do we go about waking up our warrior? And that's where movement comes in. And that's where this inspiration has come from. Movement became my antidepressant of choice. It became my purpose in life to overcome my depression. It became my purpose every single day to get up, move my body, and feel a little bit better. And that's all I asked of myself. Whatever happened after that happened, but that was my purpose for years. And every single day, I got myself to move. At first, just a little bit, five minutes, something. Five minutes, get my heart rate up. I felt like on my worst days, I could do five minutes and then I could go back to bed if I really wanted to. But the only thing I asked of myself was five minutes. One move, five times. Or five different moves, one time, whatever. A walk around the block. Then it became, as I built confidence, as neurochemically, my brain started to change. I started to rewire pathways in my mind. I started to receive all of these amazing neurochemicals that we'll talk more about, but BDNF, endorphins, yes, um, anandamide, uh, which is a cannabinoid that we produce for our opiate receptors and just all of these amazing things that started to happen as I started to show up for myself day in and day out. 
and it wasn't for my aesthetics and it wasn't for a scale and it was not even for how I looked on the outside at all. It became about how do I want to feel today? What's one way I can move my body to tap into that? Soon it became to build, it started to build and then I was at the gym and then I was exercising and I was lifting weights and strength training became a whole new ball game for me. And then I fell in love with other things that um, made me feel differently. Movement has this incredible way of waking up or reminding us of other versions of ourself that we may have not flexed, right? That we may not have put on in a really long time. Like for instance, when you're lifting weights and you're literally acting strong, your body is embodying strong, your mind is saying, I am strong, I am strong. When you are doing kettlebell swings and you're using all of this power and you're creating all of these, this energy, your body is empowering power, <laughs> embodying power. <laughs> your mind is saying, I am powerful. When you are cycling, whatever, outside, or you are boxing or running or jumping rope and you are starting to get tired, but you continue to go, you're literally embodying resilience and perseverance. And your mind is saying, I'm resilient. I persevere when things are hard. And all of a sudden, these parts of you are unlocked. They're untapped. And every time you move your body in a way that you enjoy, brings you joy, may still challenge you, but you enjoy that way of moving your body. For some people, it's getting lost in a sport, like playing tennis and just completely getting lost in the moment or playing volleyball with a group of people. Dancing. Dancing is a phenomenal way to do this because you are just free and in the moment. And as you embody freedom and as you embody grace and as you embody fun and lightness, your mind is saying, I am light. I am grace. I am free. So wherever you're at today in your own recovery, in your own struggle, I want to inspire you to do something, something even on your worst day level, five minutes, whatever, of movement that you enjoy or maybe you used to enjoy and you forgot about it or you haven't been able to tap into that in a long time. Give that gift to yourself. Start where you are. Every day that you wake up your warrior and you show up to fight for yourself is another day that you build strength to show up the next day and the next day and the next day. I'm really excited to start this podcast journey. Thank you for listening. Future episodes will include some solo things, sharing aspects of my life and how what I have learned in terms of the neuroscience and the functional nutrition aspect of what's actually going on in our body when we experience depression and anxiety and binge eating. I'll share some of that knowledge with you and hopefully teach you or guide you to applying it in your own life, trying it on in your own life. And then even deeper, we'll be getting into others' stories. I'll be having guests, just any everyday people who have used movement or some other natural method that has really transformed their mental health and that how they want to, they also act as that friend who jumps in the hole and helps guide others out. I want to share their stories with you. They'll be here sharing their own stories, hopefully empowering you 
story sharing is one of the most beautiful gifts we have as human beings and the ability to give that to one another is one of the most powerful ways that we can see hope for ourselves, that we can see possibility, that we can see opportunity, that we can see potential in our own life. And I want to share as many stories with you as possible. Thank you again for listening. Um, Oh, one last thing. And then we'll also be having experts, other experts on the show to really break down in their own words What's happening in the body when we exercise? How does nutrition impact depression and anxiety? What are the ways that we want to approach nourishing our body and overcoming any struggle with overeating, using food as a coping mechanism? And they'll really break down some amazing science, some amazing research that I just get freaking excited about. I nerd out about this stuff so easily. I'm so passionate about it. And I just want, I am like insatiable for knowledge. So I'm excited to share my knowledge. I'm excited to share others' stories with you. And I'm excited to share the knowledge of other experts in these fields. All right, Warrior, I'm going to leave you here for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this podcast episode with anyone who you think would find value from it. And thank you. Have an amazing day and do not forget who are you, warrior. I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm a warrior, and I'm ready for what's next today. Yes, you are. Have an incredible day. Bye.